So good morning, everyone. It is, as always, my honor and privilege to get to spend some time sharing with you guys. Is anyone else having the best time this morning? I just something about all-in services and the unpredictability of all-in services that keeps you on edge. I think you have a great Sunday morning, but I have to start by saying thank you. Not only thank you to Ben for leading us in this beautiful service, but all the volunteers, everybody from the car park to the cafe to the worship team, because you guys are the reason why we get to have so much fun on a Sunday morning. Last time I was up here, I actually said, I've been here almost 10 years now, and you don't keep coming back unless there's something amazing to come back for, and that is because of you guys. Now, if you would please, please forgive me. If I'm a little bit excited and a little bit giddy, it's because some of my favorite people in the whole world are in this room, and those are the Breathe Kids, okay? I get to share in front of some of the best people ever. If you do not know the Breathe Kids, I highly encourage you to fill out a volunteer form. Lucy is over there. If you don't serve on Ignite, fill out a volunteer form. Lucy is over there. And that was, in fact, a shameless plug, <laughs> okay? Shameless. <laughs> so, as Ben said, I have been given the task of talking for a few minutes about this idea that God makes us new. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray, because that's always a good way to start, and then we're going to get cracking. So Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you make us new. Help us to believe it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, right, let's get started. So before I start, I have to start with a moment of honesty, okay? Like I said, you guys are some of my favorite people in the world. I don't want to get up here and lie to you, okay? When I got the email asking if I could serve this morning, and I saw that the topic was God makes me new, I, I, I found it quite hard. Let's be honest. And I'll tell you about my process. When I get asked to give a, a, a talk or a presentation or anything, what I like to do is spend a few weeks just thinking and ruminating. Do you know what I mean? Just listening to the Lord, you know? writing things down and by the end of it then I'll have like a big like stack of notes and then I just pull it all together and see if there's anything I've got to say to you but the only problem this time is there was complete silence for about three weeks I heard nothing so I thought okay God I'm gonna get a bit more serious I'm gonna get a bit more you know focused every time I have quiet time I'm gonna focus on my scripture which I'll share with you in a minute and still nothing so, all right, I said to God, I said, okay, God, all right, I was getting a bit annoyed. I said, okay, I've got a deadline, you can have a deadline, right? I was like, I'm going swimming this morning. I would like to know by my 20th length what you want me to talk about. You guys think I'm joking, I actually said this in the swimming pool. It's like, I would like to know. Obviously, 20 lengths go by, still silent. So now, in all seriousness, I'm getting a bit worried. I'm like, God, do you just want me to turn this morning into a giant ignite and like split them up into three? <laughs> and we will play rob the nest. Like, what is it you want me to do? So I'm about to get out, and then I heard him, guys. I heard him. Right? Oh, no, don't cheer yet. Because <laughs> I heard him, and this is what he said to me. Now, God speaks to me. It wasn't out loud, but it was in my heart. I knew it was God who said it, and he said this to me. He said, Deb, you cannot preach it because you don't believe it. To which I said, God, I asked to hear from you, not the devil. Try again. That's what I said. I was like, again. He said, you cannot preach what you don't believe. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course I believe it. 
you know, and after some time of sulking, I realized, actually, do I, do I believe that God makes me new? So then I went to God, okay, I said, God, we've established, you know, that I could believe it more often. I believe it sometimes, but not all the time. And God said to me, what's your plan? I said, I don't have a plan. He said, well, make a plan of how you're going to believe and live like you are the new creation that I told you you were. So this morning, guys, all this is, is me showing you my plan. (laughs) That's all this is. My plan to believe that God has made me new. Because I believe if you can grasp that, if you know that God is making you new, every day it changes everything. So, for me, the quickest way, when I don't understand something, the first thing I do is ask a load of questions. I think that's the most important thing. God loves your questions. Kids, if you've got questions, ask them. God wants to answer your questions. And when I was thinking about the questions that I was going to ask, it reminded me of a game show that my husband introduced me to. Now, I have the best husband ever. (laughs) He sat over there, his name's Jonathan, and we have a lovely, lovely son called Jesse. Johnny watches this program called Would I Lie to You, right? Have any of you guys ever seen it? So the idea is that all these celebrities, they get on like a panel, and one of them tells a story, and then they vote, they ask questions, and they decide if the person who told the story is telling the truth, right? So, we're going to play that really quickly. I've got a helper. Toby, where are you? Where's my helper? Come here, mate. Right. So, I'm going to tell you a story, and Toby is going to ask me the questions. I thought about opening up the questions to everybody, but then I thought, maybe not. (laughs) So, so Toby is going to ask me the questions. So, this is my story, really quick. I once played in a -a five-a-side football match with Boris Johnson. Okay, that's my story. I once played in a -a five-a-side football match with... Boris Johnson. Okay, Tobe, I've never, I don't know these questions. I don't know what I've never heard this story before. (laughs) Okay, go for it. What was the score of the game? The score in the game was 4-0 to my team. What team did he support, did he say? He didn't mention what team he supported, but he he was really going for it. He wanted to win. Where was this game? At Crystal Palace Football Club's training ground. (laughs) This is a tough one. What did he wear? He wore a suit. I'm not, I'm not joking. He wore a full suit. Like, shoes as well? Shoes, like... trousers, tie. It wasn't scheduled. <laughs> Who was on his team? Who was on his team? My boss, Trevor, at the time, and some other people whose names I can't remember. I think we're going to leave it. Is that, that it? Okay, yeah. all right. Can we give a round of applause to Toby? Thank you, darling. Thank you very much. Okay. So, I've told my story. Toby's asked the questions. Now it's down to you guys. So, by a show of hands, if you think I am not telling the truth, raise your hand. Oh, Cyril, how could you? (laughs) If you think I'm not telling the truth. Okay, now raise your hand if you think I am telling the truth. Okay, all right. Now, Joe, Lizzie, Jess, can you let us know if I'm telling the truth or not? True, I am telling the truth. That is a picture of me. That's what he wore, that is what he wore. I used to, when I was 18, I worked for Crystal Palace Football Club Foundation and we had a Prince's Trust event and he requested that we play an impromptu five-a-side football match, which we did. So, now you guys have got the hang of the game, okay? And you know me a little bit better. I think we should play Would I Lie to You with the idea that God makes us new, okay? So, I've written the questions because I believe from the bottom of my heart that this morning, God is leaning down from heaven... And he's asking you, would I lie to you? 
okay? When you have questions about, do you believe what God is saying? I believe God's response is, in this moment, would I lie to you? All right? So first question we're going to ask, okay, is, is what the Bible says true? So the verse that we're working on, I just missed that, is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let's start with the verse, because this here for me is the most obvious place in the Bible where I believe God describes the newness he provides for us. So let me move out of the way. Therefore, if anybody is in Christ, he is the new creation. Oh, he is, the new creation has come and the old has gone. The new is here. That's worded strangely. The, the way I would say it is, if anybody is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has come and the new is here. So this is the text that we're going to ask questions about. So the first question is, is what the Bible says true? Okay. There is absolutely no point me trying to convince you with the scripture that God makes you new if you don't believe that the Bible is true. So if in this room you believe that Jesus was born as a baby, lived a completely sinless life, died on a cross in place of us, came back from the dead and went to heaven so that we could have a relationship with God forever. If you believe that, then part and parcel of that is you believe everything written in this book is true. Okay? It is the truth of the living God. If you're in this room and you're not there yet, you're still asking questions. I want you to know when you do make that decision, that is what we believe. We believe that this is the truth of the living God. Also, I believe that if you have questions about the Bible, the best place to find the answers to said question is in the Bible. So that's what we're going to do. In Numbers 23:19, it says this. God is not a man, which is Hebrew slang for person. He will not lie. God is not a human being. He does not change his mind. He does what he keeps. So what we can get from this is that every single word that comes out of the mouth of God, whether it's to you or about you, is true and it is forever. Okay? If he said it today, it's true for yesterday and it's true for tomorrow. We've got another scripture to back that up, which is 2 Timothy 3.16, and it says... Every scripture has been written and inspired by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. I cannot stress this enough. If you go home with anything, you need to get into this book. This is the living, breathing word of God. If you have questions, the answers are in here. Okay? Everything in this book is written by God, and we've just established that God does not lie, and he does not change his mind. Okay, so that's question one. Question two, does God really know me? Right? Now, this for me is the biggest barrier to believing that God makes me new. And I say that because I know myself. I know that yesterday I may not have been as patient with my husband and my son as I should have been. I know that when somebody cut me off in traffic, I didn't think nice thoughts towards them. I know that. I know that when I was younger, I could have been nicer to my siblings. My mum's over there, she'll tell you. I could have been nicer to my siblings. I know that I could make better decisions. But the question is, does God know me? 
Does he know all the things that I do? Because if he did know, would he still say that I'm a new creation? So we're going to read Psalm 139. Now, guys, I tried my best to cut this down, but it is just so good and it keeps getting better. So we're going to read a lot of it. If you haven't read the Bible in a while, let's catch up together. Okay, Psalm 139. This says, God, investigate my life and get all the facts firsthand. I am an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. You know when I leave and when I get back, I am never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say, even before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there. Then, up ahead, you are there too. You are your, your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it in. Is there any place that I can go to avoid your spirit, to be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, you are there. If I go underground, you are there. If I flew on the morning's wings to the far western horizon, you would find me in a minute. You are already there waiting. Then I said to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark, at night, immersed in the light. In fact, darkness is not dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light are all the same to you. We're going to pause there, okay? Because I think it's so important that you know that your darkness is not too dark for God, okay? Kids in here, grown-ups, I'm just going to talk to kids one second. If you are afraid of the dark, the Bible says here, that the darkness is the same as light to God. He's not scared. So in those moments when you're afraid in the dark, say, all right, God, you're not scared. Come be here with me. And grown-ups, you may think that your darkness is too dark for God. I can guarantee it is not. There is no darkness that you could get yourself into that the Holy Spirit of the living God cannot light up. Your darkness is not too dark for God. Okay, let's carry on. I got distracted. Right. Oh, yes. You shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you. Hi, God. You are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out, every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful, I will never comprehend them. And we're going to stop there or we will read the whole thing. In your lowest moments, your worst moments, the times where you were the worst behaved, that thing that you do that you hate, God knows. And he said he's making you new anyway. God knows you inside and out. Third question, what does being made new look like? So for this, we're going to go to Colossians 3, 8, 10, because I think it's important to know what we're looking for. How do we know that we're being made new? I think it's important to find out. And this is a gentleman called Paul, and he was talking to a group of people called the Colossians. And this is what he said. But now put these things out of your life. Anger, bad temper, doing or saying things to hurt others and using evil words when you talk. Do not lie to each other. You have left your old sinful life and the things you did before. You have begun to live the new life. In your new life, you're being made new. 
you are becoming like the one who made you. This new life brings you the true knowledge of God. So if we could leave that scripture there for one second. Oh. Raise your hand if you've ever been angry, had a bad temper, done or said something to hurt others and said mean words when you talk. Raise your hand. Yeah, I definitely have. So Paul is talking to us here and he's saying, look, once you realize that you are new creation, this stuff gets put aside. Okay, so that is what it looks like. And we've got one more question. And this is, can I be made new? I talked a little bit just now about God not being afraid of your dark. Can I be made new? Am I too far gone? This sounds really, really hard. Is it even possible? Well, we go to Romans for that. And we'll go to Romans 8, 11, And it says this, the spirit of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Guys, the same power that made it so that Jesus who died came back to life and went up to heaven to be with the Father is living inside of you. Yes, you can be made new. You can't do anything to change that. You can be made new. So, traditionally, this is the end of the game, and I would ask you to vote, but I'm not going to do that. Because I know that we're all on a journey. And some of you in here might have heard what I've said and gone, oh yeah, I can be made new and been really excited. But some of you might not. Some of you might have even more questions that I haven't thought of. But when you get to those moments when you're questioning, I want you to remember these words. God is asking, would I lie to you? Would I lie to you? That's what I want you to ask yourself. And then if you have to go back and watch this again, do it. <laughs> Just go on the journey. Okay. So practically, what does this look like? Now we know that it's true and we can trust it because we're, we're trying to believe that God wouldn't lie to us. What does it look like practically? What does it look like when we've worked it out? The only thing that I could come up with through reading and studying was God wants us to behave like we believe. Absolutely nothing will affect your behavior more than what you believe about yourself. Nothing. Pastor Craig Rochelle in America says it like this. He says, you do what you do because of what you think about you. Every single thing you do is influenced by what you think about yourself. So what do we do then? Oh, it says in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, for as he thinks, so he is. We have to get control of our thoughts and because that will influence what we believe about ourselves, and then it influences our behavior. The only way to address our thoughts is to get in alignment with what God thinks about us. Work out what God thinks about us and then agree with him. If you can do that, it will influence your behavior and you will start to see those changes that Paul was thinking about. I'm somebody who really likes definitions. Like I said, if I need to figure something out, I'll go and search the definitions. And the definition of the word behave was really, really interesting to me. It literally means, literally, this is it, this is it. Be and have, that's it. To behave means you be like you have, right? Or in other words, you act like you have. 
So what God is asking us to do when it comes to behaving is he wants us to be like we have what he's saying we have. That's it. But I have to give a warning with that, okay? I do. Because you have to believe first. If behavior changes without belief, the change in behavior will not last. You have to believe first. Behaving looks like making different choices. Choosing the truth when it's easier to lie. Choosing to be kind when being mean feels better. And when you think that you can't, I want you to go back to every single thing that we've talked about today and say to yourself, God wouldn't lie to me and he is saying right now that he makes me new. There is absolutely nothing that you could have done to earn this. This was written 2,000 years plus before you were even born. God wrote this about you. He told you he's making you new before you were even born. He knew what you were going to do yesterday and he knows what you're going to do tomorrow. And he still said that you are being made new. There is nothing you can do to take it away. You cannot, you cannot outsin the forgiveness of God. So run to him when you mess up. Don't run away from him. Go to him and go get some of the newness that he's promising you. The scripture says that he's renewing us day by day. He wouldn't have said that if we would have got it right the first time and forever. He said day by day because he knows we're going to need newness every single day. Do not be tempted to run away when you're not behaving like you've been made new. Go to him. He is waiting for you. I know I've said it so many times today, guys, but God is not human. He doesn't lie. He would not lie to you. He is making you new. He always has been. He is making you right now and he always will be. So go to him. Now, I understand that what I'm talking about, it might be quite difficult. It might not be that you're struggling with the idea that God makes you new. It might be a promise that you're waiting for. You felt like you heard God say something to you or your life doesn't look the way you thought it was going to look at this point. But again, go back to that question. Would he lie to me? Even though it doesn't make sense, God is asking, would I have told you a lie? And we know now by what we've learned today that he absolutely wouldn't. We have a prayer team, a fantastic prayer team. If there are things that you need to let go, if there are changes in your life that you need to make to align your thinking with what God thinks about you, then go do that. Do that. If you need to take that step today to say, look, I want to be in Christ. I want to be one of those people included in the new creation. Our prayer team will be waiting right there for you. Please do it. He loves you and he's with you and he's on your side. You are a new creation. Let's together start behaving like it. I'm going to pray one more time. If the band want to come and join me, I'm going to pray one more time. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that you make us new. Thank you that you haven't left us here to do it by ourselves. Thank, thank, thank you, God, that you knew what we were going to do and who we were going to be and you chose to make us new anyway. God in heaven, thank you that you wouldn't lie to us. Help us to believe it. 
and help us to behave like it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you.